Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to my two cents podcast episode 25 which is entitled now before I go into the reasoning why I titled this episode no let me give you guys the national food days of the week so I can kick this episode off today June 6th today's day uh food day is gingerbread day tomorrow June the 7th will be chocolate ice cream day June the 8th will be jelly filled donut day June 9th strawberry rhubarb pie day June 10th ice Tea Day, June 11th, German Chocolate Cake Day, and June 12th, Peanut Butter Cookie Day, and also International Falafel Day. Now, let me get into the reason why I titled this episode, No. The big thing is, the big overarching theme is No, but the topic of this whole thing is Naomi Osaka. That's the big overarching topic. And her saying No to doing press interviews this French Open Invitational or French Open, this whole tennis uh, Invitational in France, Paris. But let me give you some background on Naomi Osaka. And this is coming from playersbio.com uh, and formerly ranked number one by tennis, by Women's Tennis Association. Naomi Osaka currently depicts a net worth of 25 million. As a Japanese professional player, she is also the first Asian player to rank in singles Intentionally, Osaka started in the limelight uh, after defeating former U.S. Open champion Samantha Stausu in the 2014 Stanford Classic. She was just 16 back then, and following it, she has collected seven titles on the WTA Tour and also and is also the four-time Grand Slam singles champion. Additionally, she is also the first Japanese to defeat the 23-time Grand Slam singles, uh, singles, yep, singles champion Serena Williams in the U.S. Open final. That was just a little background on Naomi Osaka. Just, just give you a little background on her right now, okay? Now, this is coming from right here. This article is coming from Business Insider, and I'm just going to get directly to the point. Naomi Osaka has been fined $15,000 after refusing to attend press conferences at the French Open to protect her mental health. An article reads, Tennis champion Naomi Osaka was fined $15,000 after skipping a news conference following her first round win at the French Open on Sunday. The fine was announced by Grand Slam organizers after Osaka's win over Romanian Patricia Tig. While Osaka didn't attend a press conference, she still took part in a courtside interview after the win. Naomi Osaka today chose not to honor her contractual media obligation. The Roland Goros referee has therefore issued her a $15,000 fine in keeping with Article 3H of the Code of Conduct, Tennis Australia, the U.S. Tennis Association, the French Tennis Federation, and the All England Lawn Tennis Club, said in a statement shared by Roland Garros Stadium. She was also reminded of her obligations, the consequences of not meeting them, and that rules should equally apply to all players. 
The organization said Osaka could face further discipline if she continues to refuse to speak with the press, adding that the protest could launch a major offense, uh, offense investigation that could lead to more sustainable fines and future Grand Slam suspension. Naomi Osaka responded on Twitter saying, Anger is a lack of understanding. Change makes people uncomfortable. The tennis star said last week that she would skip press conferences at the French Open in order to protect her mental health. Okay, let me just get to her declining. Now that that has came out, Naomi Osaka then took it a step further and said, you know what, I'm going to step away from the French Open uh, this year. As a matter of fact, I have her tweets and she delegated that on Twitter. And this is her tweets and I'm going to read them in full. These are Naomi Osaka's tweets right here. Hey everyone, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal and my message could have been clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. The truth is, is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone that has seen me at the tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as that helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, I am not a natural public speaker and get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous, and I find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers I can. So here in Paris, I was already already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament, apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Anyways, hope you are all doing well and staying safe. I love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. Now, that was from Naomi Osaka's Twitter, and... I just want to break down this before I get into more details about Naomi Osaka. She stepped away from the press conferences because of her own mental health. As you read, she has uh, depression from 2018. And since beating Serena Williams, she has become literally the next main star that everybody is focusing on. That's the truth. There's nothing you can say to that. Serena Williams was, and still is, whenever she's playing in the tournaments, uh, the star to beat. But Naomi Osaka has now taken the crown from that, and now she's become the one that everybody's looking at. She has now become the Tiger Woods. She has now become the Michael Jordan. She is now that star that everybody looks at. She is... Becoming on her path to being the LeBron James for tennis as well. She is on her way there. And she has decided to 
do what a lot of athletes don't do is focus on her mental health before she focuses on anything else. Yes, she knows that she's in breach of her contract. She knows this already. That's why she was able and fine with paying the $15,000. She knew what would happen. She was fine with that. She didn't think a whole big hubbub would come above her not wanting to speak to the press. I think that she didn't think nothing of it. I truly do. I think that she would have thought, okay, I don't speak to the press, but I'll pay this $15,000 and I'll explain it later. As she said in her own uh, tweet over here, she said th- she said that she, she uh, apologized to the tournament privately. And she said that she would like to speak with them more after the tournament because the slams are intense. Tournaments, when you are an athlete, are intense. Any athletic event is very, very intense when you're on that top level. Even whenever you're playing middle school football, middle school basketball, middle school tennis, or any type of athletic event or when you're competing against somebody and you have that competitive nature in you, things get intense. That's why fans like to see blow-ups whenever people get in, in interviews and people just blow up and we all can notice, okay, they blew up because of them losing. Or you like to see these big old outbursts of people cheering on and crying out because they won this big competitive uh, event. That's what we, the fans, like to see. And Naomi Osaka has decided that, you know what? I'm going to take some time out for myself because I'm not going to run myself into the into the ground for nobody. And I respect that she did that. I respect it. I don't respect a lot of companies trying to say that they will suspend her for this. I don't respect big companies saying that you're in the breach of your contract if I'm telling you that my mental health is important to me I I don't respect it if you're a company you should be able to bend your rules and work with me to be like okay you know what you don't want to talk to the press right now how about this we will give out a press statement to the press and say Naomi Osaka won't talk to you guys because she's dealing with mental health. But after the tournament, or if she gets eliminated, she'll talk to you. How about that? You guys could work within your bounds for certain specific players, especially the players that make the tournament technically go around in media dollars, in viewership, and people wanting to see it. It's true. When you're the hot thing, people in business are able to bend at your will. And even though they say, yes, we treat everybody equally, that is the general sense that every company does treat everybody equally. But in reality, that's not the case. It says that on paper. But in reality, that's never the case. Whenever you have a big star, you're going to tend to that big star before you tend to a regular player. It's the truth. How many times have we seen big stars get out of trouble because they're a big star? And if you were to see a guy that's on the bench try to perform the exact same act that that big star did, 
a suspension would have happened or a big old fine would have happened or even if somebody would have lost their job because of what they did because they don't have that star power that this one big old star has. Things can bend for certain select individuals. And I think this one should have bended for Naomi Osaka. I think that she's letting you know up front, Ayo, this is taking a hold of me. I need to not talk to the press right now. Can we find a way that I cannot talk to the press? And I believe the bigger organizations should have worked with her in that. I already gave you my example of what I would have done. I would have gave out a press release. And she'll talk to you whenever she gets eliminated or it happens when when she wins. That would have been my situation to that. But continuing on, this is now, I want to read you what other uh, Grand Slam tournaments had to say about this. And this is coming from Market Watch. And their bigger article title is, After threatening to disqualify her, all four Grand Slam tournaments Tennis tournament offer Naomi Osaka support. As it reads, the leaders of the four Grand Slam tournaments reacted Tuesday to tennis star Naomi Osaka's sudden withdrawal from the French opening by promising to address players' concerns about mental health. The pledge came in a statement signed by the four, by the same four tennis administrators who threatened the possibilities of disqualification or suspension for Osaka on Sunday if they continue, if she continued to skip news conferences. The four-time major champion and number two ranked player was fined $15,000 when she did not speak to reporters after her first uh, first round victory at Roland Garros on Sunday. The next day, Osaka pulled out of the tournament entirely, saying she experiences huge waves of anxiety before meeting with the media and revealing that she has suffered long bouts of depression. Osaka, a 23-year-old Okay, was born in Japan, moved with her family to the U.S. at age of three, and she would take some time away from the court now. But when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we could make things better for the players and fans. Tennis players are required to attend news conferences. If requested to do so, Grand Slam rules allow for fines up to $20,000 if they don't show up. On behalf of the Grand Slams, we wish to offer Naomi Osaka Ostraport and assistance in any way possible as she takes time away from the court. She is an exceptional athlete, and we look forward to her return as soon as she deems appropriate. Tuesday's statement from those in charge of the French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, and Australia Open said, Mental health is a very challenging issue, which deserves our utmost attention. It is both complex and personal, as what affects one individual does not necessarily affect another. We commend Naomi for sharing, in her own words, the pressures and anxieties she faces well, she is feeling, and we empathize with the unique pressures tennis players may face. French oh, French Tennis Foundation President Gilles Martin, All England Club Chairman Ian Hewitt, U.S. Tennis Association President Mike McNulty, and Tennis Australian President Jane Hardlick pledge to work with players, the tours, and media to improve the player experience at our tournaments while making sure the af- Mel, while making sure the athletes are all on a fair playing field regardless of ranking or status. These are the exact same people that threatened to suspend her but now are saying, you know what? 
we are going to now focus on getting everybody on one accord. Mental health is important to everybody. It's difficult for because because not everybody is the same. No crap. Not everybody is the same. I can be in the room with 20 people. In my whole experience on doing something might be different than everybody else. I'll give you a great example right here. Me and my brother are going to our first class together. And it's a public speaking class, nevertheless. And I'm not the greatest public speaking person in the world. I'm not. As a matter of fact, I get petrified when I have to speak in front of people. I do. Now, when I first had my first speech in front of everybody, you could tell how nervous I was. I didn't look at everybody. I kind of had my head down, my eyes down on the floor. And when I would speak, I would pop my head up and my eyes up sometimes to the crowd and I'll pop my head right back down. It was a complete, it wasn't a disaster, but it was all right. And then my brother's turn is up. He's charismatic. He's able to interact with the people in the class. He got eye contact. He's everything you want in a public speaker. So you were able to see the complete difference between me and him. That leads now to this. Not everybody is truly the same. I can, I, I'm not good at public speaking. This right here, doing this right now is helping me out, get out of my introverted shell. So whenever I do have to speak in front of people, I can do it without having to stutter so much or even look down at the ground so much or even feel some trembles. I can just do it without no problems. And I appreciate this. But Naomi Osaka has to find hers for her, find her podcast, find her little thing that makes her at home and comfortable with doing certain uh, public speaking engagements. She has to find that something that will ease her tension and ease that uh, shakiness that she feels. She has to find it. It takes a long time for people to get uh, comfortable with doing something that they're not comfortable with doing. It takes a long time. I know for a while, I couldn't speak to people in the eye for a minute. That was from middle school to high school. If you were a buddy of mine, I was able to talk to you because you were my bud. And I was able to kick it with you and just talk to you. We were able to cavalierly just kick it without a problem. But if you were somebody of an authority figure... I couldn't speak to you in the eye, and even my uh, county's counselor would talk to me about that in high school. She mentioned it to me, saying, you don't speak to people in the eye. You got you got to speak with people in the eye. We understand that you're respectful, but you got to get that out of you. You got to speak to people in the eye. So now I'm able to do that because I acknowledge that uh, I didn't speak to people in the eye. I was, a, I was told this, and I didn't really pay attention to it until I had to look at what I was doing as I talked to other authority figure people. It was different. You would see other people be able to talk to people in the eye, just having easily conversations. You could put them in any scenario. They'll talk to anybody so nice and easy while you will put me in certain scenarios. I'll just be that quiet dude in the back. Not talking to nobody. I was able to examine the room, know who's smart, know who not. It's just getting back to the point is everybody's different. Now, getting back to sports, Marshawn Lynch, famous. 
Super Bowl uh, row, his press conference where he sat down there and everybody kept asking him. And he just told him point blank, I'm just here so I won't get fined. He will switch it up in different cadences. To, it all depends on who would ask him the question, how they ask. He will switch it up, but the answer was still the same. I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm just here so I won't get fined. I'm just here so I won't get fined. He would say that, and that was his way of answering and dealing with the press. See, Naomi Osaka could have did that, but yet again, not everybody is built that way like a Marshawn Lynch. Not everybody is built in the way of a Tom Brady who's able to eloquently say how his team lost and how they need to work on certain strategies or this and that, or whenever his team win, he's able to give gratitude to his teammates and say what they did right. And just those things. She doesn't do those things. She's not comfortable with it. So she decided to bow out. I applaud it. And anybody that has a problem with it, I question them. Speaking to somebody that has a problem with it, I got two people that has a problem with it. It's uh, Mr. Marcus Wheely. And a Brett Favre, but I'll go to Marcus Wheelie first. This comes from TMZ Sports as it reads, Marcellus Wiley loathes Osaka's media boycott. You making the millions. As it reads, that you're making the millions, you're doing the media. That's Marcellus Wheelie telling TMZ Sports, Naomi Osaka should not get a pass from speaking with the reporters after matches, even if she's claiming it's for mental health reasons. The former NFL star says the tennis player straight up just has to do the post-match sessions, explaining the interviewers are the one of the biggest reasons for the sports for the sports popularity. How do they think that this sport is driven? Wiley said, just because people show up and pay for a cotton candy, that's not it. Is all of the investment that goes into the sport and participation. In other words, the host of FS1, Speak for Yourself, says Osaka's boycott could cost the sports fans' interest and in turn take money out of players' pocket. As for the mental health argument, Wiley admits it's important for Osaka to deal with that aspect of her life, but he claims she should still have to do media regardless. Handle your mental health, you, Wiley tells us, and then show up when you're ready and don't burn down the house. That was from Marcellus Wheelie. But before I get into my, uh, my opinion on that, let me read you what Brett Favre had to say. And this is coming from Business Insider. And it's, it reads, Brett Favre says Naomi Osaka and other athletes should talk to the media or accept the fines because of the money they make. Brett Favre doesn't exactly agree with Naomi Osaka's stance on talking to the media. On his podcast, Boiling with Favre, on Wednesday, the Hall of Fame NFL quarterback addresses Osaka's withdrawal from the French Open after she was fined for skipping a press conference. We should talk to the media. I'm not saying you have to. You choose to be fined or not, Favre said. Later adding, I do think athletes are held to a different level and a different standard, and rightfully so, because of the money we make. Favre played in the NFL from 1991 to 2010, spending up spending 15 seasons of 15 of those seasons with the Green Bay Packers in the league's smallest media market. Still, as one of the most transcendent players at the time, Favre garnered as much media attention as any other superstar athlete, and he almost never shielded away from speaking to reporters. They say you got to do it, and I say I'm not doing it. Favre said. Later adding, I should have done the press conference and just owned up. 
It was one of those things where I said, if I don't have anything good to say, I'm not saying anything at all. Well, go in there and say that. Farb said that he was fined $25,000 and that it helped the pioneer the NFL's current media relation media-related requirements and fines. At the time, there was nothing written in the quote-unquote rule book for media. In other words, I was not required, Farb added. Farb said, adding, there wasn't anything that if I chose not to speak, I would be fine. So I chose not to speak and was fined $25,000. And then that was written into the rule book after that. See, I want to get into both Brett Favre and Marcellus Wiley. And both of their whole thing is, when you make that much money, you or have these obligations to the fans that put you up on these pedestals and pay you to see you, you have that obligation to them to do these press conferences to let the fans know what's basically going on into your head. That's basically what they're trying to say here. Because you're making these big upstanding amounts of money that these fans are paying to see you. These companies are behind you. You have to do it. I don't agree with that. Not one single bit. And I'm going to throw it out there like this. Who really wants to see an NBA press conference right now? The only time you ever want to see an NBA press conference is whenever somebody is notorious bad boy or a notorious ball hog do a press conference. Let's just give an example here. I want to go back to the Allen Iverson press conference and the most famous soundboard and sound bite from that press conference. And you know the one I'm talking about. If you don't know, there was a famous Allen Iverson press conference back in the day, early 2000s. And a reporter asked Allen Iverson about a certain incident about Allen Iverson not making practice. And out of that whole press conference, the only thing that people remember is Allen Iverson say, you're talking about practice. Practice. We're talking about basketball here, and you're talking about practice? Practice? Allen Iverson was, and still is, famous for that soundbite. Yes, he has. He's a great NBA player and everything else, but if you throw up Allen Iverson to anybody else and you ask them, what's Allen Iverson known for? People more than likely will throw out that one sound clip, sound clip and say, practice. Practice. Press conferences are only good for certain stars whenever they have done something wrong. Nobody wants to hear a meek and humble person at a press conference. Because the only thing you're going to tell and constantly ask them is, how do you feel about losing today? What could you have done better? Uh, if you would have switched this out, do you think this could have worked? These interviewers are playing armchair quarterbacking while these athletes are in the actual game playing at that moment. And if they know at that moment what they could switch, don't you think they could switch it? Don't you think they would do it? They will switch in a heartbeat to win if they know exactly what they what to do. Okay? Certain athletes get upset and they smack and crack. 
and this is going to tennis now. There was a white man that would break and have these big old outbursts in tennis. I don't know his name at the current moment, but if you know who I'm talking about, you'll Google it up. There was a white dude that is infamous for having disputes with umpires and just smashing his tennis rackets. Having him for a press conference is what's best for tennis. Because you know why? Because fans want to see the guy that cracks the tennis rackets that's controversial. Because controversy creates cash. It always has and always will. It gets to a point that it won't create cash because people get tired of seeing it. But once it starts happening, the beginning stages, it's always entertaining. Chad Johnson doing the football touchdown dances after a after a making a touchdown he was synonymous for it him and Terrell Owens are synonymous for that and they got fines out the wazoo for it because people will say that's a distraction and guess what people will want to see the press conferences after the game to see what Terrell Owens or Chad Johnson had to say and people will want to see them play the next game to see, okay, what's the next touchdown celebration that they would do? Whenever you have a persona that people want to see, guess what? People are going to want to see the press conference. All right? That's true. Naomi Osaka doesn't have that type of personality to me. She seems to me as a meek, humble person that she likes to stay to herself. She likes to just be by herself. She takes her photos with her boyfriend, Corday, her families, whenever she wins these tournaments and wins these big old uh, prizes. That's just the person that she seems like. She doesn't seem like a person that, okay, I technically have to get an interview with. Yes, you got to get an interview with her because she won or she was the uh, second place holder. But let's be honest. She doesn't have that personality that you would want to interview, interview, if we're going to be honest. And it's not a knock to Naomi Osaka because she's sticking to who she is. It's not a knock to her at all. And I respect it. Again, I'm an introvert. Doing this podcast is opening me up to becoming a more talkative person whenever I start talking to people. But Naomi Osaka is not like that. Who wants... Okay. LeBron James. All right? Biggest star in the NBA right now. You could try to disagree with me all you want, but LeBron James is the biggest star in the NBA right now. He is king. Everybody's waiting to see who's going to take the crown from LeBron James because LeBron James has been holding the crown for about a good decade and some odd years now. All right? LeBron James doesn't have the greatest interviews. He's not a person that you technically want to see sitting down an interview. You want to see him play in basketball. That's the truth. You might say, oh, no, I'd like to see LeBron James talking at press conference. Yeah, okay, cool. Right. If you were to give people an option, which one do you want to see? LeBron James play the game or LeBron James talking after the game, people are going to say LeBron James playing the game. If you were to give a, a P, an option of, okay, which one would rather you have? 
seeing Terrell Owens play football or hear Terrell Owens talk about football, people are going to be more down on the line 50-50 because people are going to want to see Terrell Owens play because people want to see what he does, and people want to want to hear about Terrell Owens after the game. That's the simple facts of it. Naomi Osaka, people want to see her play the game. People are not necessarily caring about what she has to say unless she comes second place. And people are going to be like, okay, what she has to say then? But even then, it's still not that. But getting back to my point, she doesn't owe the fans anything. But she decided to tweet it out to her fans, letting everybody know, hey, I'm taking this time out for my mental health. Please respect it. I'll see you when I see you. It's nothing but love. And I respect that from her. And I hope everybody else respect that too. And I understand contracts are contracts, but let me tell you something. When you're a big star, you can bend the rules of a contract and you can have big time media conglomerates working with you because they want to have you in their good gracious. Especially with her being literally the next tennis player up currently right now. She is that hot superstar right now in tennis but she's going to carry the tennis game down the line years from now trust me it's within everybody's best interest to let Naomi Osaka do her business and get herself together and whenever she comes back don't let her do press conferences unless she's ready to do it and whenever she's ready have a journalist that she actually wants to talk to. Give her a list of journalists that she wants to talk to and say, okay, I want this person to talk to me. You can do that. You can make these type of things happen. But that's just my suggestion. That's just me. That's been G2's opinion on that. Uh, God bless to Naomi Osaka. I hope she does well. Whenever she comes back to tennis, I will be watching. Just let that be known. You have a Guy in the stands cheering for you right here, Naomi Osaka, G2. Just letting you know. Uh, now on to other things. Uh, Hillsong Staffer accuses Carl Lentz of sexual abuse. This is coming from NBC News. A Hillsong Church employee who says she spent years working as a nanny for ousted lead pastor Carl Lentz and his family accused him of sexual abuse, manipulation, and bullying. Leona Kims, who is now a pastor at Hillsong, Boston, detailed the allegations Monday in a post on Medium titled, Writing My Voice Back. Kims did not name her abuser, but she confirmed to Religion News Service that she was writing about Lentz. In November, Lentz was fired in part because of moral failures. His legal representative denied Kims' claims, saying in a statement sent to NBC News that Lentz and his wife vehemently denied the allegation and in addition to that have irrefutable proof that the events did not happen as that being described. Kim said the abuse happened while she worked as a nanny for the lead pastors. She said that she and her husband Josh moved from Australia about a decade ago to help build Hillsong, New York City and that she worked for the Lentz family as a nanny for seven years. She wrote that she was subjected to manipulation control, abuse of power, and sexual abuse. Having told almost no one about no one before this, I am just now able to share what I experienced in their home as a result of intense therapy, she wrote. 
Kims said that soon after she began working for the family, the boundaries between personal and professional blurred, and an unhealthy bond and attachment was found, formed. I felt like they needed me to take care, needed me to care for their family so they could focus on their hard life of being lead pastors, and I was determined not to fail them, she said. The abuse of power started small. Hours would increase beyond belief. Often, I would work from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Schedules were switched last minute without even attempting to confirm my availability. Tasks kept getting added and added to my load. Kim's wrote that made they made fun of me constantly, even calling me Cinderella, which they said was their way of loving me. My husband was frequently criticized as a group sport. Gossip was constant. If I didn't join in or if I disagreed, I was the odd one out. Classic bullying. She said the sexual abuse also started small with her boss commenting on her looks. Kim described an innocent, an, not innocent, described an incident when she was in a bathing suit getting ready to swim with her boss boss's children. I vividly remember the moment my pastor noticed my body in a way that felt predatory to me, she wrote. I was outside of my bathing suit getting ready to swim with the kids. His wife was there. He looked me up and down, making comments about my body, how hard I worked to get in shape. His gaze was so intense that I wanted to say, okay, enough, please. But I just covered my belly with my arms and sat down to feel safely covered by the chair. After that day, her boss started crossing more boundaries, she wrote, recalling a time when she says he got in the hot tub with her and the children positioned her himself so his hands grazed his legs. Kim's also described the time when she says he took her photo without her permission while she was lying out in the sun. He then cropped out his wife, edited it with a black and white filter, texted to me saying, sheesh girl looking good she wrote during the summer of 2015 kim said the abuse intensified while he never had intercourse with me and never kissed me i was physically violated by his unwanted and repeated sexual touching of my intimate areas she said i froze every time i froze kim said that meanwhile her boss was becoming more successful which made her feel as though he had all the power and i had no voice on two occasions the pastor's she worked for addressed the inappropriate behavior, but blamed and silenced her and made her feel as though she was the problem, she wrote. Kim says she was told that if the pastor's reputation was ruined, hers would be too. She says she tried to escape by telling her boss that she could find another job outside the church, but she said her boss told her she wouldn't be able to find a job in New York City without a college degree. She was dismissed from her household duties in the summer of 2017, Although she was kept on family staff, she said. Kim's wrote that she never spoke up because she felt she didn't have a safe place to voice her concerns. She said she told her husband what happened after the pastor was removed from Hillsong. Kim's did not immediately return a phone call seeking comment Wednesday. Now, getting back to... A couple episodes, uh, episodes I said about Carl Lentz. He was the white guy pastor who was photographed around, being around Justin Bieber. Uh, just reading that and hearing that, it's 
hard for me not to believe something like that. And I don't want to constantly be that guy to be like, you know what? We got to believe or disbelieve or whatever. No, we all got to come up with our own common sense decision. And I believe that he did do this. I believe that he took a photo of it, cropped out his wife, black and white filtered it. Because he was gaining all this newfound stardom. And you know what usually happens? If you are... What usually is the thing is whenever you don't... You're not in these... Uh, when you were, weren't once known and you start becoming more known. You start to get groupies, if you will. You start to get people looking at you. You start to get... uh women and slash people throwing themselves at you just because they see you in this new light. And then I believe this is what happened with this Carl Lentz guy. He did this to this woman, which is of every proportion nasty. I don't like pastors doing nastiness. I hate it. I hate it to my core. I grew up in the church, literally. I am a guy that would question everything, and I still question everything to this day. If I see somebody giving a lot of money to a church and somehow the church foundation is still looking the same after a big uh, donation, I have a problem with that. If I see... uh, pastor driving around in a nice fancy car I have a problem with that if I see just anything out of common sense of you purpose I have a problem with it in which I'm getting to this point of what I was meaning if I see a pastor being friendly with his congregation, whenever I see a special guest there, I have a problem with it. Because you're not that friendly whenever a special guest is not around. You are a guy that's okay, bye-bye now. You're talking to a select group, and then you're out of there. All right? But whenever a special guest comes around, oh my God, you're, you're talking to everybody You're talking to everybody because it makes me think that you're trying to gain something from this special guest. You're trying to portray yourself in one light that you truly are not. It sickens me to my core. I have a strong disdain for pastors. I do. I have a strong disdain for pastors. It's sickening because pastors have this power they are so they're they're in a position that people just they're in a position that people just trust them people trust pastors because pastors are supposed to be teaching you the way of God and getting you into a place where you want to go after you leave this planet. That is all a pastor's job is required. And whenever I read that about Carl Lentz here, 
and I read the article before a couple episodes ago about Carl Lentz and his sexual uh, misfailures with the woman that wasn't of his wife. That wasn't his wife. I believe there's probably more. There's probably more, not many more, but there's some more out there that just aren't going to say nothing right now. Right now, being the key operative word, right now. They're going to pick a more, they're going to pick a better time. Okay. I am, I wish that none of this would have happened to people. I wish that people won't put certain people on pedestals. And that also leans back to Naomi Osaka. Don't be putting these people on pedestals, man. They're normal people. Yes, they're in a position that we have been that we have been brainwashed into believing that oh my god these are these people that we that we supposed to quote unquote idolize which you're not supposed to idolize anybody but you do you're not you don't use your common sense thinking brain we just automatically think oh my god these are these guys these people are special they're not they're normal people at the end of the day and it goes back to pastors and celebrities, and anybody that you see on TV, entertainers, musicians, even social media influencers. They're all normal people at the end of the day. They all put their pants on one leg at a time. They all have to brush their teeth. They all have to wash their bodies. Just like you and I. There's nothing so special about these people other than they have this one talent. That's it. We all have a talent within ourselves. That's it. Alright? Carl Lentz, you need to repent to God and you need to say sorry to this woman. I believe that you did this. If you didn't and it comes out later, I will publicly apologize on my platform that I have right now. I will apologize and say I am sorry about that. But my stance is right now, I believe you did it. And until anything else has come out further, I believe that you did this, bro. So I hope to God that you come out and take ownership of this. Apologize for this. That's what I'm hoping for. And I hope you get cleansing inside yourself. You have a wife and kids, bro. That's the big American dream. You have money in the back. You have money saved up. You were a pastor for so long. Trust me, you have money saved up. Pastors be making bank. They be taking undercuts from churches from here and there because they get gifts, being it whether it be property, whether it be items, whether it be money. Pastors get gifts. Carlins, I want you to say sorry to this woman. I want you to take ownership of it and just do better. Alright? Now on to something that I personally find big time funny. Big time funny. And this is coming from Fort Worth Star Telegram. And the title reads, Man allowed to test write a $6,374.76 No, not 76, 73 bicycle and never came back, South Lake Police say. And it reads, a man asks REI's employees if he could test bike a champagne-colored K-1000 
Cannon Dial. Jerk Jackal Carbon 129 Bicycle. That tells you right there. I have no idea what bikes go for or what this bike is, but I'll read on. The employee said, sure. And within minutes, the man rode the $6,374.73 bike out the front door and never came back. South Lake police asked for help to identify and capture the bike bandit who struck on May 15th. Authorities released a telegraph of the suspect earlier this week taken from a business surveillance camera and hoped that someone would recognize him and call the police. The theft occurred at 1.30 p.m. on May 15th at REI 1011E South Lake Boulevard. The unknown man was in the store for about 45 minutes looking for it looking at different merchandise, but he ended up in the bicycle department. After talking to two employees, the man took the bicycle on a test run and never returned. South Lake police described the suspect as a Hispanic man who was about six foot tall, clean-shaven, and wore gray shorts and a blue Under Armour long-sleeve shirt. A ring on his finger indicated he is married and he didn't have a vehicle. Anyone with information should contact South Lake crime analyst Diana Smith. At DS, not no, at DSmith at cityofsouthlake.com or call 817-748-8915. Whoever works at REI needs to get fired for this. I'm not even going to try to lie to you. How do you allow somebody to test ride a bike? Now, I don't know what REI is. Let me look what REI is, by the way. Hold on one second. Now, REI stands for Recreational Equipment. Incorporated is commonly known as REI is an American retail and outdoor recreation service corporation. It is organized as consumers cooperative. REI sells sporting goods, camping, camping gear, travel equipment and clothing. It also offers offers services such as outdoor oriented vacations and courses. You allowed a man to ride a bike that's worth 6000 and some odd dollars. Now, I don't know how much a regular bike technically costs, but I know a regular bike don't cost no no 6000 up up to $7,000 bike. It doesn't cost that. A regular bike don't cost upwards to $7,000. How how do you guys allow this man to ride around on this bike and just like, all right, cool. I want to take it on a test ride. Is this isn't like test driving a car? This isn't this isn't the same thing. This is a bike. A bike has one seat. A car has four seats, two if you have a just a two seater style car. But a bike is a, usually a one seater bike. How are you going to keep up with somebody that's bicycling around? If they got good legs, boy, they're going to give you a run for their money. They're going to hit that mess to a good high speed. You got to run and run and run. Have you ever watched Friday where Craig and Smokey were running after these bad butt kids in Friday? The first couple of minutes within the movie, the kids knocked over uh, Ice Cube's uh, trash can. They knocked it over, and they and Smokey and Ice Cube try to 
running after him while homeboy was on the bike and just pedaling his heart out. And then you see Ice Cube being left in the dust by him. Dude, it's hard for somebody to catch up with somebody on a bike unless you have a car. Then you can then you can take care of that. But in this instance, that wasn't the case. But now this guy got a bike that's up worth close to $7,000 worth of a bike. And it's all because of people not paying attention. Pay attention. You're never ever supposed to allow somebody to just ride around in your in your store. That's not supposed to be the case. Not at all. You can't even do that in a Walmart. A guy got in trouble with that last year. Riding around with a on a bike in Walmart. And the guy was just trying to test drive it around. He didn't even drive it out of the freaking Walmart store. He paid for it, and then he'd ride out with it, and then as soon as he got outside, he got trampled by police officers, because apparently somebody in Walmart called up for it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's true. And But the main thing was, he paid for his bike, and he still got trampled, while this man, he straight up just ghosted y'all with the bike, and y'all ain't find the bike yet, and y'all ain't find him yet. So much Idiots, so much dumbness going on on this planet. By God, that's oh my God, seven thousand dollars, seven grand for a bike. What does that bike do? What does it do? Matter of fact, hold on one minute. I'm about to look up exactly what that bike looks like. Wait one second here, guys. Guys, I just found what that bike looked like. And I'm telling you right now, that bike is nothing special about it at all. It is nothing special. This is like a regular butt-butt bike. There's nothing special about it to be worth $7,000. And America allows that to be sold for $7,000. A bike for seven grand. Mm-mm. So much stupidness in the world oh my god that's what i found funny a seven thousand dollar bike got strapped hijacked this man ghosted y'all with the bike y'all ain't got nothing to show for it too for allowing this guy to just ride off with a bike i guarantee you now you won't allow somebody to ride off with a bike in the in your store i guarantee you that's gonna be on every rei franchise around the world around the country you ain't gonna be allowed to ride off on that bike or any type of bike in this place. Y'all just going to take our word. This bike's good. I guarantee you that's going to be on the on the bigger on the big old, uh <laughs> statement on their whole employee statement on their whole whenever employees get hired. That's going to be on their test if they got to take a test. That's going to be a thing. And it shouldn't already be a thing because who allows people to ride off on a bike inside their store? Nobody, nobody at all. You get the bike, you probably might do like a little adjusting, see if you could put your feet on the wheel, put your feet on the pedals, and get it working and everything else. But other than that, man, please, that's all. Nobody's riding around in the store on that bike. At least I haven't seen it that much. But anyway, that's what I found funny, and those were the topics of today. Those were the topics of this episode of my Two Cents podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, my two cents 
on each topic. And I want to also say before we get out of here, happy Pride Month to everybody of the LGBTQIA plus community. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to love who you love. Don't be a don't be somebody that's trying to down somebody for who they love. And it's okay to be who you are at your core. Don't become somebody that you're not just to try to make the public and your people uh, satisfied. You got to be satisfied with yourself. There's a lot of people that have committed suicide or done some dastardly things because they weren't able to be themselves. Certain people are frustrated. Certain people become bullies because they're not able to be themselves because they know that they'll get hazed or they won't get love from their home or they might get cast out and thrown away into the trash because people are not allowed to be their actual authentic self. It's okay. It's okay to be yourself. Trust me, there are people out here in this world that will love you and respect you no matter who, no matter what you do. You got to be just be able to be yourself. It's okay. It's all right. And that's coming from G2. I love you all. I hope you guys all have a great Sunday. I want you guys to have a blessed week leading into the weekend. Until you hear from me again, always wear your mask. Keep your mask up. Even if you got vaccinated, still stay within the CDC guidelines. It's still six feet. And yes, the CDC still wants you to wear your mask, even if you got vaccinated. Even though I see a whole lot of filthy, dirty, mouth-breathing heathens around each other on NBA right now. Just being around each other without masks. By God, that should be that should be a thing. Even if you got vaccinated, still keep your mask on because you don't know who did or hasn't got vaccinated. But I digress. I want you all to have a blessed week and a blessed day. And before I leave out of here, let me give you my social media links where you can reach me at. On Twitter is at my two podcasts, all one word. On Instagram is my two cents podcast G two. Again, all one word. And for business inquiries, if you want to give me a sponsorship, it's at my two cents pod at yahoo.com. Or if you want to try to schedule an interview with me to, for this podcast to talk to me about anything that you want to talk to, I'm cool with doing that too. Or if you just want to have a nice chat, hey, you got my email where you can reach me at. And also, I just want to let it be known, I am, this podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And also Podbeam. So give me that five-star review or give me any type of review that you think I deserve. And also, within that review, can you please give me some type of feedback? Let me know if I'm doing a good job. Let me know if I'm doing a horrible job. And let me know if I am, uh, if I need to work on something. I am a work in progress like every other human being. I am flawed. I am trying to make this podcast the best that it can be. That's all I'm trying to do because I'm trying to benefit from this. And if I benefit from this, my family benefits from this. And my family benefits from this. I've done my job. I've done my job as a son and I've done my job as a sibling. And if anything, I can more or less try to ben- try to help other people out in this lifetime with that financial gain or any type of knowledge I gain from these reviews 
or any type of uh, financial support. But anyway, getting to the point, you have my social media links and you have where you listen to these podcasts. You have all these other different platforms where you listen to this podcast at where you can find it. So with that being said, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, G2. I want you guys to have all great blessed day and a great blessed weekend. Spread the word. Spread the word of my Two Cents Podcast. Tell your neighbor, tell your co-worker, tell your friend, tell your associate, tell your lover. And you tell your lover to tell his, tell his and or her friend and or associate about the podcast. More listeners listen to this, the more it helps me out. I would greatly appreciate it. But anyway, I'm sorry to lean and drag this on. This has been my Two Cents Podcast, G2. I love you guys. And until you hear from this sweet voice again, this has been G2. I love you all. Just remember that I do love every single one of you. Have a great blessed day. Bye-bye now. I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.